Hello everyone, this is Isaac Petrie. Welcome to the podcast. Be ready to be encouraged and enlightened as we discuss spiritual solutions for everyday life. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Kingdom Conversations. I am Isaac Petrie. On the other end is that fella. Yes, yes, sir. Iron Petrie, glad to be here, man. Iron Petrie, sporting Mickey Mouse. <laughs> That's I, right, man. I take it you got you know, kids. Uh, I, I, plenty, yeah. Enough. Surely you wouldn't be sporting Mickey Mouse and yeah, you don't have kids. This is this is what you call. Let me move this thing around. This is what you call a dad shirt. Okay, I, 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 as long as it's a dad shirt <laughs> and not an iron shirt, then I'm good because I've been there. <laughs> yes, sir. This is a dad shirt. I don't know that I ever put on Mickey, but I know you got to do what you got to do to keep the kids. Yes, sir. Uh, real quick, um, let me just. Let me just throw this out there to those that are watching and joining us. Uh, this is funny because uh, Pastor Iron has his son, Caleb, is I call him, you know, the little the little scientist. He's 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 a brainiac. Um, and I don't know that we'll throw any footballs and shoot any basketballs with Caleb. I mean, he's he's athletic, but he's into the science of things. I mean, he's, yeah. <laughs> and, he, he might invent a new football. <laughs> yeah, he might invent a football, right? <laughs> I mean, just a just a brilliant little young fella, not just because you know we're family, but because it's true. And we happen to be at Disney World in Orlando at the same time, yeah. uh, and because he was taking the kids uh, with some other friends and family, and and I was there with with uh my daughter Eden and her fiance and and Jay and we bumped into Caleb uh and <laughs> and the, the Petries the other Petries you know uh, fast iron and star we bumped into them at the gate of was it Universal uh Epcot Magic Kingdom I think Magic it was Kingdom. there it was yeah. bumped into them <laughs> at the gate of the Magic Kingdom <laughs> Everybody stopped to start speaking to one another. And I'm so excited to see the kids. And I run up to Caleb and he walked right past me. He just a thumbs up, walked right past me. Like, look, I'm here. That's him right there. Hey, 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 that was the funniest thing. I was like, boy, you better stop and talk to me. That brother was focused. He was focused, so man. He he knows about Mickey, and in in so <laughs> that was funny. He he disrespected me trying to get to me. <laughs> but anyway, um, hey, those of you that are watching us, we pray that you're having a great day. I'm gonna ask for you to share this because uh, we're gonna dive just right into a conversation that is troublesome to me. I'm just going to be very honest. <clears throat> right off the bat about how how I am very troubled by by what is happening in the earth and particularly what is happening in the church and some of the conversations that I'm hearing out of the church and some of the questions I'm being asked about the church and about what the church is doing going forward and, and is this a new normal? So I want to just talk about a few <clears throat> stats that have been given. And you can find these stats at the cornywolf.com at cornywolf.com.com. I'm sorry. That's C-A-R-E-Y-N-I-E-U-W-H-O-F. So it's kind of difficult to explain. So I'm going to type that. I have somebody just type that on the screen if you would. Um, and, and it's C-A-R-E-Y-N-I-E-U-W-H-O-F.com. Carney, Carney Neal Wolf or Carney Neal Wolf, however it's pronounced. 
they did a survey about seven new disruptive church trends every church leader should watch. In other words, they've been tracking the church during the pandemic and they have tracked these trends um, in the church about what's happening like every month during the pandemic. So there's several um, stats on there, several, you know, polls and stuff that they have on their online site. And I would want you to go check it out. This one in particular is the one that caught my attention because it said 48% of churchgoers say they have not watched any online service in the last month. Hmm. That normally attended church have not watched any in the last month. Only 40% watched their regular home church online. So those that did watch, only 40% watched their church. 23% say they streamed a different church service. And so I want to just throw some trends out to you. With that being said, I want to say it one more time. 48% say they have not watched any church in the last month. Mm -hmm. And, and Barner did a research uh, a couple of months before, and I actually posted it, that said close to that amount, 40 some percent, even then hadn't yeah. watched any church <clears throat> in the last month. So, you know, these trends are stacking up to be pretty, pretty true. And then it says only 40% watched their church, 23% who did watch, watched other ministries. Now, then it goes on down to say, what does that mean? It is data that is hard to hear, but it suggests that even regular attenders of churches are either not connecting with their church right now are starting or they are starting to experience with different options. And then it goes on to say 25% of church attenders aren't sure when they're coming back to church or aren't coming back for a long time. An additional 30% respondents said they'd rather worship at home and only return when they can be mask free at church. Mm. So as long as the pandemic is here, 25% says they don't know when they're coming back. And then an additional 30% said that I'm only coming back when the masks are totally done away with and you, they're no longer required. Another 17% say they're only coming back when, when social distance guidelines have been lifted. Another 14% say they're only coming back when local businesses are all open. And so and then 3% said, which is, this is the good news, only 3% said they'll wait till a vaccine is available. So, so, so it's, 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 um, so combined with the trend that 40% aren't doing anything right now, 20%, 23% are connecting with other churches, then the picture has become so much different with what church leaders had hoped would happen during this pandemic. Because in essence, when you put those two stats together, you have 75% of your members not even watching you. Mm. Wow. Mm. When you put the fact that 48% would just round it up to 50% are not watching anybody. Mm -hmm. Then 23%, let's round it up to 25%, are not watching their pastor. 75% of your members are not even watching you. 
If you are a minister, you need to hear this. Mm -hmm. They're not even watching your broadcast. And so, and then it goes on and it says in the future, if you want to grow a church, growing churches will be digital organizations with physical locations. Mm -hmm. So in the future, if you're going to have a church, your church or the, the growth of it, the survival of it, they're saying will be how strong you are as a digital organization with a physical location, meaning that your church is going to have to be online. It's going to have to be digital, but you can still have a physical location. In other words, I guess you're going to be like a warehouse distributing. So I don't know what. <laughs> like kind of like most of business today. Right. Like, like most business, because here's what they said. Seeing digital as an optional means. Excuse me. Seeing digital, taking your church digital as optional means your church will end up like malls in an age of Amazon just hoping for people to show up again. So if they're telling you that that this people coming back to church and all of this based on the trends, you got to move your church to digital because if not, you're going to be like a mall in the age of Amazon where everybody is online and you're hoping people will come back to your church. You want to know the problem I have with that past tyrant? They ain't watching online. <laughs> I mean, forty-eight percent, fifty percent ain't even doing that. Yeah, but yet we're supposed to abandon having the physical structure and meeting there, and just just hopes to have a headquarters. <laughs> but all of your information is going to be digitized, and you just use your headquarters to send out your information. Wow! Or you risk of being like Amazon and malls. Mm -hmm. So now we'll go back and I want to throw these all out and then we'll discuss them. It says, we will still have in the future, this is what they suggest, we will still have in-person service, physical gatherings and services. But in the future, if you care about people, you'll care about digital church because that's where more people will be rather than in service. So it talks about agility will become one of the most valuable leadership qualities. That when you have trends like these, then the ability of the leader to have agility, understanding the evidence that this pandemic is bringing, you've got to now be flexible and agile and you've got to be able to move your church toward the future with innovation. And then it says agility will matter more in the future because of the innovation that has happened in the first few months of the lockdown when innovation really wasn't available. So now just some of these things that I want to talk about because these are some more of the disturbing trends that that this pandemic has caused. We've talked about some of the things in the earth, but then Paul says this in, in Hebrews chapter number 10, verse number 23 through 25. Hebrews yeah. 10, 23 through 25. Somebody type that on the screen for me, Hebrews 10, 23 through 25, because it says, and I'm reading out the Amplified Bible. So let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope that we cherish and the acknowledgement of, of it, for he who is promised is faithful to his word. And let us consider and give attentive, continuous care, watch this, to watching over one another studying how we may stir up, stimulate, and incite to love and to do helpful deeds and noble activities for one another, not forsaking 
or neglecting to assemble together as believers, as has become habit among some, but admonishing, warning, urging, and encouraging one another, and all the more faithfully as you see that day approaching. So now he is encouraging the saints through whatever is happening while he's writing the letter to the Hebrews that stick together, stay together, stay with one another so that you can continue to build one another up in love and in the hope and in the faith. And he says, and do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as some have already made it a habit. Mm -hmm. He says, I want you to do it even the more so as that day approaches, which tells me it's the amazing thing that I thought about today that we're dealing with ancient spirits. Mm -hmm. That the reason the Bible, now this, this dawned on me today. The reason the Bible, God has been able to write his word now and then his word be applicable to every generation from the whole covenant, from Genesis to Peter, to Paul, to all them, all the way down to us, because we are dealing with the same devil. We're dealing with the same principles and we're dealing with the same spirits. They just come back in different generations. In other words, demon spirits ain't having babies. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, that's not happening. <laughs> you know, they're, they're not a new generation of a devil. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're not turning out, you know, millennial devils, Gen <laughs> devils. <laughs> they're not baby boomer devils. They're, they're the same devil <laughs> yeah. in the same ancient spirits that come back in different generations trying to do the same thing, no matter what it's using. That's why Jesus could address this over 2000 years ago. Mm -hmm. And what happened that he was talking about 2,000 years ago, Peter talking about 2,000 years ago, Paul talking about 2,000 years ago is happening in 2020 because you're seeing the return of ancient spirits that, that keep coming in and out and in and out throughout the earth trying to set the agenda of Satan. And through this pandemic, now we're dealing with the disbanding of the church. 50% of church people who used to go to church are not even watching any church. In the last three months, when it comes to all of these, these polls, they're all holding weight. Between 40 and 50% are not watching anybody. And then 25% are not even watching their pastor. And so you've got, we've got, a real problem, and you've got innovative, agile, smart leaders who are saying this is the new normal. This is the way it's going to be. We we must adjust to this. Now, Pastor Aaron, I'm going to let you go, but I want to tell the saints of God right now, I ain't adjusting to this. This is not the new normal. It is not God's normal. It is not the way it's supposed to be. It is not to replace the fellowship of the saints and the gathering of the saints. People of the church is the building. It's not about the building. This is about the gathering of the saints. There, and I'll stop right there because I want to let you get in on some of these stats it, because I've got some more to say. And I've been talking the first 15 minutes. No, it's good. <laughs> I'm going to let you in. Talk to me about everything that I just wrapped up in a bow there and explain it. And I'm going to come back with something that I want to say point blank, period, to the church. Go yeah. ahead. Um, yeah, th there's a whole lot to unpack there because, you know, if, if you look at it, I'm one of those people who is somebody who understands the importance of uh, innovation, I understand the importance of of expanding, um, but being being a church, being a ministry, okay, and having a footprint and a profile and a very well hashed out, very well developed digital presence 
is a good thing because digital digital outreach is just that it's an amazing form of outreach but uh, you know it's kind of it goes back to money you know people talk about money how money is an amazing servant but a terrible master right, right? and i think um and i think you know innovation and i think technology is the same way that uh if we're using this as an outreach it is amazing and it's wonderful but if it is going to be a substitute right for classical traditional in person gathering assembly of the saints ministry then i think it will make a horrible master one of the things i i kind of uh i kind of see kind of emerging sometimes with a lot of these uh as you call them agile and innovative leaders <laughs> i like innovation and i like agility i think you have to have it you have to have flexibility to be able to do different things because we do live in a very very fast paced world however i find that it almost comes across as though innovative thought and innovation has become like the new holy ghost right uh to the degree that we uh we're we're more we're more focused on how smart we can be and how much we can adjust almost as though the church is is out in the sea and it's and it's sinking and uh we got to find all the different ways to kind of keep treading and staying above water or we're going to die we're going to drown when we we don't really give much credence to the fact that this this is a supernatural body Right. right there are there are things about the church that cannot be and i understand the analogy used about amazon and and businesses and so forth and so on because i understand the reality of technology but we cannot simply be well, described as a, yeah <laughs> you, you can't get, simply you, you know, can't take a consumerist view of right. of everything right and the church is not we're not a gadget a widget a gadget we're not something that's going to be sold and bought at a different you know uh the church has meaning that is much and far greater than that and when you look in the scripture you know you almost get people who say this all the time you know well the church is not the building the church is the are the people and that in some kind of way i guess is an intellectual basis for saying we can kind of be wherever we are and do whatever we want to do if we just come together over the digital medium and it's it is going to be the same uh and talking and then people even use scriptures and they'll go to the book of acts and say the church the church was in houses well the bible if you read the scriptures in in chapter 4 of acts chapter 5 of acts you will see what the bible says they broke bread from house to house right right that broke bread was not talking about bible reading it was talking about eating <laughs> now i'm pretty sure they studied the bible in the house but breaking bread was eating but the scripture says they continued daily in the temple right the temple the right. place set aside the place sanctioned for the the deeper development of our walk with our god and our savior and 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 understanding his word and growing spiritually the thing that is dedicated for such right so uh we're not uh we we have to be very careful like i said because one of my one of my concerns and if you remember I said this to you at the very beginning of all of this in a casual conversation so I don't even know if you remembered or not we were not on camera and on microphones or nothing we were just talking and I said one of my concerns about the body of Christ is that instead of soul searching and repenting to come out of this we will resort to innovation and I think and I think that's one thing that troubles me because we will innovate and not repent or change we'll innovate and not really look at really what makes ministry more effective and like i say i'm not saying and discounting the necessity to be digital and the necessity to use all of those things well i mean we're digital But, right now yeah you we know, are that's that absolutely the point okay let me before before you get too far away from this verse and people mm -hmm, yeah um uh, come back in let me let me um quote it acts chapter number 2 um verse number 42 says and they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship in breaking of bread and in prayers mm -hmm. then fear came upon every soul and the wonders were done through the apostles now all who believed were together and had all things in common and so continuing verse number 
46, with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. So now um, you can there, uh, actually. Yeah, and, there, and there's also, there's also number 47. Yeah, there's also Acts chapter number five, verse number 42, after they, of course, uh, mm -hmm. They've been brought before Gamaliel's council and there's been some persecution and so forth. And the Bible talks about how when they left the council that uh, in Acts chapter five, verse 42, right. it says and daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Well, so, so there was house and the house of God. Yeah. And any anybody that is really trying to be serious uh, about the kingdom of God realizes that there is something you cannot get as an individual that you can know in the corporate body. This Go is ahead. the reason he talked about staying together. It's, it's, it's not about coming to a building. It's what happens when we get together, the edification, the exhortation, even mm -hmm. with your pastor continuing, you know, in the apostles fellowship and mm -hmm. meaning that you can't pastor people from a digital platform. You can't you can't do it. You can instruct people. I've been pastoring for over my God. What is it? Twenty five over twenty five years. Mm -hmm. And and pastoring has to do with more about what you sense and feel about your members more than anything you do in telling them, meaning there are certain things you can come on here and you can get information from me. But if I can't see you. If your pastor can't see you, if I can't look at you, if I don't know how often you're doing something and if I don't because there's no way to track all that digitally, if you're going to do all of that. And I don't know when you're going through something. We don't know what's happening to you. And then you can't do outreach digitally. You can't digitally just go into places and and do the things needed to do. Um, just from a digital platform. Now you can, you, can, you know, you can send out flyers and you can mobilize on all of that. But the real issue becomes how, if you didn't need the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher for the edifying of the church to build you up, to equip the saints, to perfect the saints for the ministry, a lot of that happens in the presence of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, not just online, not just listening and all of us who have ministered know there is an anointing that comes when we are in your presence that does not come when we are talking online. I have done television for over the last 25 years and I thank God for it where you talk to a camera and it blesses people, but there is a drastic difference them yeah. being in the presence. I mean, how are you going to raise your kids digitally? I mean, just think about that. Just think about if you've got kids and your only interaction with your kids is online. Mm. I'm going to raise my kids virtually, digitally. How do you think your children are going to be raised? How you think? How, no, most of what you do with your child happens in the presence, in the fellowship, in the conversations. Mm -hmm. And so and so and then you go all the way into prayers and laying on of hands. You can't lay. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on, touch the screen. All that, <laughs> That's not going to work forever. There's so much that cannot happen until you are in the presence of the man or woman of God who has been sent to oversee your soul. Thus, we have the people who are not in the presence. Evidently, there was something they were getting, the 50% that are not doing anything. Evidently, there was something they were getting in the body, in the fellowship of the saints that were keeping them coming. Yeah, I mean, that just speaks to itself. If now they're not even watching, but yet they were attending church that tells you there is something about the gathering that they were getting built up in. They were looking forward to. There was something about it that kept them coming. But yet without that, they're not even watching any 
church services. And so if we're not careful, we are about to lose so much in this nation and in the earth through the reactions of people to this virus. I mean, this was a strategic, demonically arranged assault. And, um, and, and the body of Christ has got to be able to wade through this because that day is approaching. And Paul says, don't do that. Don't, 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 don't do that. It might become custom. It might become stylish. This might become the trend, but don't forsake assembling together. Don't take that. It's about the assembling together. Now, I want to share um, one thing with you about that stat and then give you an opportunity. And I know it's a lot of um, (laughs) I'm talking a lot today because, you know, the the pastor in me is is kicking in because I sense it it in my church, Christ Nation's church. I know you can sense it in the church that you're watching. I know you can sense what is going on in the earth. You can sense the void of the church having in cities, in states, in nations. You you can feel that void of the saints not being able to assemble together and get that strength from one another. It's about what we get from one another. That's why that verse talked about building one another, edifying one another, encouraging one another. Can't do that with an emoji. No, you can't do that. You can't do that separated. So now it talked about this Amazon, this Amazon versus the mall. Why are you going to go to the mall when you can sit online and click and bam, there it is. Once again, the danger of making the church commercial like that, making the church or making church members products are are the concept of 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 growing the church versus growing the person mm. see this is this is a not, mm. not about keeping if you want to reach the numbers no it's not about numbers this is what the church has gotten into this last decade it's it's not about your your digital footprint yeah, I, okay, how many given units I'm, I'm keeping and how many members I'm in touch with and am I expanding my digital? That's fine. But what about the people? Mm-hmm. Are you growing the people? And so in a lot of this innovation, then the goal has to be growing the person, not growing the platform, not growing the ministry because that's what we've been called to do. And you cannot do that without one-on-one human interaction if you're going to have a church with pastors and elders and leaders and intercessors and, 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 and all of those things getting into developing and growing that member. How many of you have had members that you just walk past them in the hall and you look at them and you'd be like, hey, what's going on with you? You know, or or you just sense something in your spirit. Hey, I want to see you after service. Those things you get just being in the presence of people, just being able to look at them and tell them, hey, you're going to be all right. It's going to be okay. You're going to make it. We need one another and we cannot allow the no doubt about it. Um, Amazon. You know, but you know what, brother, you, you hit the nail on the head because the church will not become Amazon unless preachers want to be more Jeff Bezos than they want to be the Apostle Paul. Wow. Mm. And see, there is the fundamental shift. Wow. We, we are creating, we have, it's not the technology. It, it's not the new, it's not all of the new bells and whistles we can use. It is the fundamental shift in the, in the paradigm of ministry in the minds of ministers that it's it's a sad thing and I'm willing to go public and say this I'm willing to stand by my statement it is a sad thing mm. but a lot of ministers would rather be styled as innovators than necessarily preachers there is a glory in being an innovator a mm. trendsetter a a a a um, a person that can be looked upon as someone who who set a new uh, blazed a new trail or did something that was was great and it's it's a lot of vainglory 
Uh, and, if, and if we as ministers understand that subtle difference that you just talked about of building people and not building an entity, right? Building, because, right. you know, on the one side, and sometimes we're logically inconsistent because on the one hand, we'll say something like, well, the church isn't the building, it's the people. But then we'll advocate for a paradigm shift that is going to marginalize the building of the people and build the entity. <laughs> so, so I kind of, uh, I kind of, I kind of wonder, kind of, are people really thinking through what they're talking about? But really, that whole, that whole thread of us even becoming consumerist or becoming more like Amazon, that is only something suggested or plausible in our minds because over the last uh, decade or so, we have been incrementally moving more and more toward this consumerist idea. We were meeting in churches, and we've been meeting in churches, but we started offering things within the church that had more to do with how do we build a unique entity that is kind of all-consuming and answering to everything. We want to build community, which is important. It's, that's nothing wrong with wanting to build community. But we started offering things. We started truncating services so that they are last only one hour because we got to move them in and out. Uh, we got to make sure that we cater to the busyness of people's schedule. And we got to make sure that we are taking into account the cultural speed at which we live. And so we started to we started to really um, invite a whole lot of different uh, considerations into what we consider ministry is and how to do ministry. And so it is a natural outgrowth from that that as we we move through this crisis of a, of a global pandemic that we start innovating and thinking that, you know what? We may start going the way of an Amazon. We may start going the way of being more digital than physical. We may start going the way of the brick and mortar church more to a digital church. And, and all of these things are natural outgrowth of innovation, but they are devoid in my humble opinion of, of scriptural foundation, right? Of, of who we are and what we are as a church. Just as you just got through saying, there is something that is irreplaceable about the koinonia that comes from fellowshipping. We are compacted by that which every joining supplies. The body God intended for us, we are the body of Christ, right? You did not get up this morning and leave your arms in the bed. Right. You did not get up this morning and your eyes were in the kitchen, your head was in the, in the bathroom, your body is together. It has to be together. There's, a, there's, a, there's an importance for that type of unity. How do you how do you, how are you going to have the unity of the faith when people are all online going willy-nilly like they're in Walmart shopping for preachers and voices and this one and that one <laughs> you're, you're not going to be able to establish people in doing what Paul said which was minding the same things, thinking the same things. That I, I believe it was uh, the late Kennedy Hagen who said it best and he said that the Holy Spirit, or no, I think Jesus appeared to him in one of his visions. Of course, there are many storied and documented visions that, that Brother Hagen had, but uh, they were trustworthy because he would always take them to the word of God. And he said that the Lord said to him, the Holy Spirit can never and will never manifest himself in a public meeting like he will in the local church. Now, that's when we were gathering in conferences and so forth and so on. So now you take that and say, okay, we're going to even skip over public conferences in a undisclosed location, and we're just going to go digital. Now, do you think the Holy Spirit's going to then take that paradigm and be able to manifest himself greater? I think not. I think it will happen with what he said he wanted to do in Scripture, that the Spirit of God wants us to come together. Even when the Holy Ghost failed, he did not fall on individuals in their houses. They were gathered together in one place, in one accord, and they were in the upper room there, all 120 of them, with one passion, one heart, and on one accord. Now, you, you ask yourself, well, why didn't God say, well, go to Jerusalem, and you guys can go to your own houses and just, just wait there, and the Holy Spirit will fall on everybody's house, somebody's house on Stone Ridge, somebody's house on Plymouth, somebody's house. So, no, they gathered in one place, and God chose to pour out his spirit in that manner. Because unity, gathering, assembly is a part of our spiritual expression, and it can never be replaced, it can never be substituted, it can never be something that we treat as an option. Because I'm telling you, just like you said, there are people that need that 
that that that pointed um, every week, Wednesday, Sunday, I meet, I gather to really be strengthened. Because if we're honest, there are a lot of us as believers who have made it through things because there were people close and a body to depend on. Absolutely. Right. It yeah. wasn't because we were we were out and scattered all over the place. We needed each other to make it through certain things. And we're going to need each other to make it through these last days. Well, this is just deception. The reason mm -hmm. I know it's deception is because it violates the word of God. Uh, we all believe in technology, innovation and all of that. But when it begins to violate the commands of Scripture, you know, you're dealing with deception. Mm -hmm. Online church and having presence online and digitally, we move that way because communication moved that way. Sure. And so to keep communicating, we moved into the Internet. We moved to digital because that's where the communication stream is. Mm -hmm. and, but online services and all of those things and having that digital footprint are great for people who cannot make it to the gathering. Yes. The people who are at work, people who are traveling, people who have jobs that are that are that make make it very hard for them to stay in the gathering. So it's a supplement. It is not mm -hmm. it's not a meal. <laughs> it's kind of like when you take a supplement, it's not to it's not to replace the meal. Absolutely. In addition to the meal. And these online things were supposed to be supplements. But what happened? And it's just human nature. Any person who won't stay committed to come to church is not going to stay committed to watch church. Oh, God. The question is about the commitment of their heart toward the Lord and to and to be um, to do what the Lord says do. And the convenience of the matter of it all uh, to certain people is not the point. This is what people are missing. It's not the point that it's more convenient for me to just get up and watch it at home. It ain't about you. <laughs> it, it, Jesus, when he wrote that, Paul, when he wrote that, uh, it wasn't about you. It, it's no, not about your convenience. That is, that is problematic also because you're supposed to be supplying somebody else. Mm. The reason yes, we come together is what you can do to encourage somebody else, what you can do to build up somebody else, what you can do to add your faith, your prayers, your agreement, your giving into the body. There's something you're supposed to be doing to serve. It ain't all about you. You know, you just get to get up in your pajamas and watch the word. No. <laughs> and, and, be, and when you get into that, mm -hmm. and this is the last thing I'm going to say, because we're out of time. Yeah. <laughs> But when you get into that, listen to this. This is how ridiculous the deception is. They're saying in order to grow the church, and, I, and of course, this is not against the person who, who studying these trends. They're just giving information. So definitely, they're just giving oh, yeah. it's, it's important to know. They're not saying this is what you should do. They're just saying, you better watch these trends because this is what's happening. Um, here's the deception of it. They're saying 50% of people in the last few months who used to attend church are not watching any. 23% mm -hmm. of the people who are watching are not even watching their church. Mm -hmm. They're watching another minister ministry. So I'm supposed to believe that 75% of the members of Christ nations hope to God it's not true. <laughs> But I'm supposed to believe that 75% of the members of Christ's nation are not even watching me digitally. But they used to be in the building. I am supposed to believe now to forsake hoping that we get back together in the building and move the service online. Where 75% of them are not even watching. So how is this the answer when it's showing the trend that people are not going to be watching? Mm. 
It ain't happening. People are going to fall away because yeah. if they're not committed to come to the house of God and they're not committed to build up the saints and come together in prayers and come together in intercession and come together in, in building up one another and worshiping together. Yeah. They're not going to stay committed because their heart is still is already in a compromising state. And I'm telling you people today that are saying, well, I'm good. I've been watching my pastor. You let that carry on for six months. Those same people will be waking up late on Sunday. Well, and I'll watch it later. <laughs> or I'll yeah. watch it sometime during the week. And it's going to keep on and keep on and keep on until we lose the body. And we lose the strength of the church in nations. This is what this is about. This is what the enemy is trying to do. So the admonition from thousands of years ago <laughs> is don't let that happen. That's Hebrews 10, 25. That's Acts chapter number two. Don't let that happen. So yeah. now we just wanted to just share these things with you. And of course, you know, you'll have some people that you know, we'll say, no, this is this is where we're headed. I'm just saying you can do whatever you want to. I'm not your pastor, but as for me and Christ Nation's church, <laughs> we are going to not get into this slumber. We are mm. we are going to stay together even the more so when we come back together and this thing becomes safe for everybody. Oh, we having conferences, revival services. We we have we oh we coming, we coming, we coming. We enter lock-ins, prayer meetings because as that day approaches, man, things like this virus. If the church would get together and pray, but it's hard to rally the church online. Everybody's scattered. Everybody busy. Everybody doing things. It's it's hard to rally people to pray and fast together on one accord. Man, so we need one another. Absolutely. I need you. And Absolutely. then let me say this before I go. People are not thinking about the pastor. Mm -mm. You think the pastor doesn't get a lot from the fellowship of the saints? The encouragement that comes from members that say that, bless me, oh, pastor, thank you. The, the touch you get from members that say, pastor, thank you for being there. When you minister and you pour out to people, and they pour back into you and all. I mean, I can't just be sitting online just pouring out. <laughs> you know, people, pastors are going to quit. That's why they, oh, yeah. when this pandemic started, Everybody was online. Everybody was talking. Everybody was preaching. I mean, everybody was everywhere. You couldn't get on Facebook without seeing preachers and all these prophets and vendors. And now, there's some fatigue. Yeah. There's some fatigue. And mental and mental and people talk about mental uh, illness and mental problems and pressures. Uh, these yeah, things I mean, are these things are multiplying. It's all Satan wanting to disjoin the body, and we ain't falling for it. We yeah. ain't having fun. No, we need each other, man. <laughs> Upon this no rock, I build my church in the gates of hell. These little schemes of the enemy to stop the assembling of the church and the edifying of the body, the supplying of one another in faith, love, joy, mm -hmm. hope, and faith. No, it ain't happening. <laughs> it ain't happening. It ain't happening. And I want to encourage you to share this. Share this information. All of you that are on here, just hit share because we need the body of Christ. We need the gathering of the saints, the assembling. Satan has always been afraid of that. Mm -hmm. The assembling of ourselves together. You and I both know when you in a group, it's harder mm -hmm. for the enemy to shoot at you and hit you. That's right. <laughs> when you're in a body, and right, that man. is more than a physical thing, that is a spiritual connectivity. And so we're losing the connection. Yes. 25% of the church is losing the connection with their pastor, with their church. And, and I don't mind my members listening to other people. That sure. doesn't bother me at all. But when you have a man or a woman that has been given the assignment to build you up, you can't get that from other people. You have to find the anointing for your life. And if you find another person and say, that's the person then you need to connect with them. But you gotta have somebody you that got to. speak into your life 
and that can edify you, build you up, bring instruction, correction, and edification to your life. It's Jesus wouldn't have said that. And Sorry. so, anyway, we out of time. Anything you got to say, Pastor? Before we go, no, man. I think you're right on it. I think it. I think we've said. We said. I mean, there's more that can be said. There's a whole lot to unpack. I feel like on the side of the change of the paradigm in us, the technology is just a tool. And it's something that Satan has presented that would make it easy for us to, to make these switches. But it's really what's going on inside of here and here in the modern day preacher and Christian, you know, and kind of the way we're, we're, we're starting to drift. And that's why I believe the Bible tells us we, we should not forsake the assembly of ourselves even the more as we see that they are approaching. Because the, the greater the trade winds of, of deception blow and all these narratives swirl around us, the more we're going to have to stay together. I'm telling you, to edify one another in the truth that we know. Uh, we're not going to make it if we decide to become islands. Amen. Well, love y'all. Like I say, share this, please, and um, get the word out. And um, we got to stay together. Pray for this virus. Keep praying. We, we're mm -hmm. the answer. I keep saying it. If the church would continue to pray, continue to pray. Those that believe God, those that believe in the power of God, we are the answer. Continue to pray. We're going to have a breakthrough so that we can get back together before the enemy tries to steal nations, before he starts to steal the church, before he starts mm -hmm. to steal people out of the church. We ain't letting it happen. God bless y'all, and we will see y'all next time on Kingdom Conversation. Be blessed. I pray you were blessed by today's podcast. Take a moment and subscribe to it and review it and share it with someone else so that we can stay connected. Be blessed.